Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Live at State Farm Arena, one of the TV crew guys just stopped by, fan of the show. He was like, man, uh, I was trying to find you guys. We are literally, it's a gate two, Mike, gate two, right? Yes, we're right behind the ta in Atlanta <laughs> as you're coming over from the CNN parking deck or you're just standing right in front of the arena. So uh, he was like, yeah, what do you guys think? And, and Mike was saying, listen, we got to get some effort tonight. Right. And he said, yeah, we got to handle that monster in the middle. Um, the Knicks, I said this, they don't have, like, a legitimate superstar. Jalen Brunson's played really well for them. Randall is a guy, you know, statistically he'd probably be their, their, their alpha dog, but Brunson's been a stud for he these has, guys. He has, man. He's been playing well. They made uh, such an effort to get him, too, in the offseason. They really liked him. Yeah, I thought they might go after, you know, everybody thought they were going to go after Donovan Mitchell. Right. And Mitchell ends up with the Cavaliers, but. They even got his buddy Josh Hart, his old uh, teammate with Villanova. Give, give him props, man. I'm talking about Brunson. He's played well, but. Tonight, we got to do something here before the All-Star break. You know, we had um, no energy, no effort. It can't, <laughs> DJ, it can't be that way. And our man from uh, our somebody at Bally was just saying, yeah, it looks like, you know, John Collins, game-time decision, DeAndre Hunter, a game-time decision. You know, it would be nice if John could get in there. You know, like, got nine days off after this, Joe. <laughs> oh, just on, a thought. Come on. Just a thought. All right, I uh, we're going to talk more about our Hawks coming up here. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ironically, great conversation with Seth Emerson. You'll hear a little bit more of that. Steve Holman set to join us next hour. Right. And um, if you're just joining the show, we had a great conversation earlier today about if, in fact, and this is the if, guys, but there's so much unknown right now. Uh, my buddy Jason Lockham Forrest said he spoke to a general manager at the Senior Bowl and he's pretty convinced that the Bears are going to move Justin Fields, that they're going to trade him or at least attempt to and then probably use that first overall pick to draft the quarterback that they want. Now, it's all speculation right now. We can't tell you that's going to happen, but the reality is if that was to happen, would the Falcons be interested? And we get back to this conversation, Mike, of knowing what we have in Desmond Ritter and seeing what we saw with Justin Fields. Yeah, and you and I were going back and forth with some listeners on social media. Follow us. Put them up. C. Dukes, that's Carl. I'm Mike Bell, ATL. I, I'd love to get Fields in here. And I think with the, with the free agency money we're going to have with the cap space, I still think we can address the trenches. We can still have draft picks. Again, I've got to, we're going to find out what the deal would be. And by the way, guys, when Jason Lock on four, here's one team, you know, the, the Bears could be looking. Guess what? One GM said that. 
we're not going to be in the – here's the thing. Don't get excited. I'm excited. Don't you get excited because if we passed on Fields to Squidbilly's point two years ago, yeah. the coach and the GM are probably not interested in Justin Fields now. I think they should be. I think he'd be a dynamic piece. I think he'd get much better coaching than he's got in his first two years in the NFL. Better weapons in place. We're going to upgrade the offensive line. And he's younger, and he's so far healthier than Lamar Jackson has been of late. I would prefer that to the folks that are fired up over the Lamar Jackson yeah. potential trade. Well, when I brought you the Lamar thing a few few weeks back, I just think he's going to get moved. I don't think they have or will come to uh, an agreement, Mike. I think this is going to be a problem. And, and again, we get to the deadlines, and sometimes these things get worked out. Right, right. You get to the the twelfth hour, as they but say. This one has been so weird, acrimonious. The yes, last, uh, like two years. And, and so that's why I, I said to you guys, there's a real chance he can get traded, and we should be interested. I got to tell you, if this happens with Justin, we should be interested. And and the thing about him getting drafted here, and we're going to talk more about this in our Falcon report. We'll get into it coming up next hour. The circumstances of him getting drafted when he did two seasons ago have changed. I, I truly believe, guys, if there was no Matt Ryan here, we would have drafted a quarterback. Correct. Correct. They had all this money tied into Matt. Remember, I mean, we had to rationalize it for you guys who wanted Fields. That's right. The idea that you know, you're not going to have him sitting on the bench while Matt's got two more years of $25 million plus, you know, and all the dead cap hit. Now the, the times have changed. You'd still have two years, the fifth-year option. Hypothetically, you'd have three years of salary control, reasonable salary control, and then you're in the mix. I just I like Fields' athleticism. I saw I'm still enamored with what he did against the Clemson, how good he looked there. And then he's shown you spots, but he's also missed wildly. So I but I think he's fixable. Cause I mean throwing the part, the running part, he's cut down. That's easy, right? It is. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. We are live down here at State Farm Arena. Let's talk some dogs. <laughs> at Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, Mike, we know Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. We've talked about scheduling. That's going to be the next big thing. Guys, they will be here. I say here as in in the SEC in 2024, not 2025. The next big thing is scheduling that they've got to figure out, right? Greg Sankey and company, coaches in this conference have to figure out how this is going to work. More importantly, What's best for the schools that have been here and have tradition with schools that they've played and keeping your rivalry games? Even these additions, I don't want to see the rivalries that we've had for years go away. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see Texas and Texas A&M get back to playing each other now that they're both going to be in the same conference again. But I don't want to see Georgia have to go away from playing Auburn, which they won't, or Florida, which they won't. Right. But how do you do this, Mike? So you add on these games, and then you go, screw everybody else in the country. We're not playing anybody else. We're not playing Pac-10 or Big Ten teams. or well, We're not going to play anybody else. I mean, I know that you want to maintain something like Georgia, Georgia Tech, but it just, I hate to say it. It seems like we're getting to a kind of the world now with these schedules and these conferences expanding so much. People are going to want to see you playing more teams in your conference. And I think, you know, the Pac-12 did it. I'd love to see. I think Georgia, I think the SEC should go to 10. Okay. You can still play Georgia Tech if you're Georgia. Still have your big monster game out of conference, and you just don't. What you're sacrificing is you may have to play somebody pretty good before you play Georgia Tech at the end of the year. I mean, playing a patty cake. If you're a season ticket holder or a booster, let's be honest, Carl. Playing those directional schools, playing somebody from the MAC. I don't think I want to see that. I want to see you play those. I want to see teams that I haven't seen in a decade because the schedule's been so screwy in the SEC. It's a great point, Mike. I mean, the Razorbacks joined the SEC in 1992. So now you've got Texas and Arkansas with a long history. Right. That is considered a rival if you go back to the old Southwest Conference days. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas. Mm-hmm. 
But then you're still talking about Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, Old Miss, Alabama, Tennessee. We're not going away from Alabama, Tennessee. How great yeah. was that game last year? Right. Auburn, Georgia, we're not going away from that. So I just think this is the next issue for Greg Sankey in the conference as they start to look ahead with how are we going to do this that, and it makes sense. And I said this to you yesterday. When you go to it, if you hypothetically go to a 10-game schedule, if you had one loss or two losses, you're still going into this expanded playoff. We're you're gonna right. Have, we're going to have 16 teams, and you're still going to be a top 25 team. Hell, you're going to be a top 10 team. You're still going to be going. To, I don't think it affects you. And you, you stand on the merits of how difficult your schedule is in the SEC. Let's hear from our buddy uh, Connor Riley, who joined us yesterday. Full interview online talking about why Todd Munkin is going to Baltimore. This is what he told Mike and I in regards to this decision and why Munkin wanted to leave. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, it is Wednesday. We're down here. It's the last game at State Farm Arena for the Hawks. Before the All-Star break, and Mike alluded to the uh, the long time off. Is it too long off, by the way? Nine days? Uh, well, you remember they used to play this game and be like, two days later we were back to hoops? Well, the thing is, the perception is to most fans that it's the halfway point in the season. you got 23 games left if you're anybody. Uh, I think some teams have 24, most have 23 like the Hawks. 24th game left tonight against the Knicks. And then, yeah, you got to sprint. So I figured, do the math. We did the math. Look at the normals. Can we go 14-9? and nine? Could you go 15-8? and eight? See, that's the thing. It's hard to see this team putting that kind of run together based on the last few months. But that's what you need to leapfrog this next team, which is an important win you got to get tonight, and then to get to that sixth seed where the Heat are right now. They're just three and a half games ahead of you in the loss column. Steve Holman set to join us. Bang! The voice of our Atlanta Hawks at right. 520. Uh, Falcon reports on the way as well in about 35 minutes. You do not want to miss it today. Uh, Mike, let's talk about what MLB is doing because pitchers and catchers reporting this week. Uh, everyday players uh, literally over the next few days are going to be reporting for our Braves. These rules, guys, and and again, we're going to be talking about this stuff because it's new to baseball, and it's going to affect the game. And so we need to figure out, hey, uh, how do we feel about this? And these are things that we're going to be seeing all season long. So, Mike, one of the things we'll see, and our our interview with AA, Alex Anthopoulos is online as well at odyssey.com. He was talking about these new rules, guys, the the pitch clock, Mm -hmm. uh, the bigger bases. But one thing they've officially adopted, MLB, is the ghost runner rule for extra innings, and they are going to have it, Mike, not only for the regular season, but also for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm like, I get it. You want to speed up the game, and when it's 162, that's too many games anyway. But the postseason is special, and the postseason is about management of the game. It's about managers using pitchers and every at-bat counts. And also, to me, it's too Mickey Mouse for the postseason. You want to use it in the regular season, and then I guess the argument of that is, well, if it's good for the regular season, it's got to be the postseason. So you created this monster. Now you're going to utilize it all the time. I don't like it. Uh, uh, listen, Rob Manfred, the uh, commish, said that they would, you know, bring this back. Guys, this goes back to, to the pandemic. 2020 right. season, shortened season. 60-game season, let's rock and roll. Not gonna, I just, I don't know, man. I just, to me, it's just, it sounds like some of a summer softball league. <laughs> the ghost runner rule. Get on second. <laughs> hey, Tommy, we don't want to be here all night. This game's only six innings. Put Fat Jack over there at second. You know what I mean? I don't like it. I don't. It just, to me, it's just counterintuitive to what I grew up with as a kid, where every time you get on base, it's earned. It's earned. But that's not the way they're looking at it, and they want to move the game along. But not for the postseason. Okay. Now, I think your point is valid. The league is making it permanent as teams and players seem to approve the rule. Pitchers don't mind less wear and tear on their arms. The front office hates the fact of, you know, you have an extra innings game that could create roster issues for the next series or for the next few days. Um, depending on how those play out. And, again, I said this. You get into an extra innings game, we all just feel like it's going to end in 10. 
Right. You could be there for 15 innings, and all of a sudden it changes how you look at the rest of the uh, the week, especially if you got yeah. two other teams coming up in a series. So manage all for this. But Mike has something. Guys, to get on base in the postseason is a big deal. And to earn a walk. To, yes. You and, know, and again, the, uh, the shift. Now, I'm happy with getting away with the shift. I never liked the shift. Can't okay. stand the shift. So now we're going we're gonna to have more offense. Batting average is going to come up. Players should be happy about that. Bonuses will be hit. Things like that for your, you know, for whatever your contract looks like. Yeah, they're also tweaking the rule that uh, allows position players to take the mound when their teams are leading or trailing by six or more runs. So this gets back to you. Remember we saw, who was it, uh, our outfielder that threw uh, in a game a couple of years back? Oh, it was uh, Dansby's lookalike. Uh, for, yes. Yeah. Say it Charlie again. Culberson. Culberson. And we were like, what in the world? Now this rule has changed. Some ladies find Charlie sexier than Dansby. <laughs> So I'm speaking about my wife. <laughs> so they are allowing, again, guys like Charlie Colberton, that's that's something that Braves will remember, Braves fans, to take the mound when their teams are leading or trailing by six or more runs. Under the new guidelines, though, right. all right, leading teams have to be up more than 10. Before you throw a position fielder. So that, but that extends the game. Then that, that, if, you, if your bullpen's already taxed, okay. I mean, some of this is counterintuitive, but okay. You know, I mean, it's kind of the fun. I got to be honest. Sometimes it's fun to watch a position player, oh, I, I, especially I when he gets guys out, because then those guys have to hear it for like the entire season. <laughs> I, Kangaroo I, court, that's going to be huge. It is. So ten, uh, you got to be up by ten or more runs right. in the ninth inning to let a position oh. player pitch. If it's more than uh, twenty runs, can somebody up the stands come in and pitch? How well, you that? and I. I mean, you we know, might as like, well. <laughs> Next up on the mound, <laughs> from here, joining us right now. Yeah. From Albany, Georgia. Hey, but yeah, I, I just think, look, baseball, I, get, I understand the motivation behind this. The one thing which I think is going to be very hard for people to get used to, I think it's going to be really hard for players to get used to because they're not using the clock in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. But they are going to be using it starting now in spring training. Is We're calling it the pitcher's clock, the pitch clock. It's the everything clock. I mean, pitch means the pitcher. It's the at-bat clock. Basically, because the batter's got to have his butt in the box. Pitcher toes the rubber, batter's got to be ready to go. Yeah, you can receive a strike call for not being ready, even though the pitcher's not thrown it. Now, this is the one thing that should help. I agree. This is going to speed up the game. So, you look at all these rule changes, but the ghost runner thing, regular season, I'm with it. Uh, playoffs, I'm not necessarily with it. I agree with you, Mike. 404 741 0929. You can hit us up, let us know what you think. Does it. Does it help or hurt the Braves? I would tell you this. We have guys with a lot of speed. I think they're going to be more prone. And listen, Eric Young, our first base coach, was a base stealer. He would love to steal more bases. So the idea now is you can send guys and take more chances. The Braves won't be the only one, though. This is what baseball wants. They want to see more action. Right. So, But it's going to help us because we have speedy guys. Ozzy, uh, Mike, Michael uh, Money Harris. You talk about Acuna getting back to his base. Right, but with form. the bases, as Joey Cora said yesterday, shaped like pizza boxes. Does this get some of these organizations, organizations that are so preoccupied with analytics out of this stupid analytics box? Because let's be honest, stealing bases does not vibe with sabermetrics. No, it's it doesn't. Sta- it's station to station. It is. It's, it's, it's all about walks and you know, I mean, this, home runs. I'm just telling you, it, you know, it's launch angle, all those things that you and I have talked about. I love stolen bases. When I was a kid, that was one of the coolest things. You had guys who could do it. We got Michael Harris, Ozzy, hey, Ozzy Albies can steal the base, but Acuna's the guy. Yeah, yeah. You got I, a bunch of guys who can do it. I, absolutely, man. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as we talk about these rule changes. Um, we'll be talking with players about it and, and different folks around baseball because it is going to be a change. 
guys are going to have to adjust. And you're right. The, 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 the metrics of what we now, how teams are built, mm. it's home run or bust. It is not this. Right. But this gets back to, okay, maybe you can build a team for less money, Mike, and build it around speed and guys who can get on base right. and then you can create havoc on the base paths. We can score. We can score runs this way. I think a lot of teams aren't built that way. But anymore. I still think national. What we used to call it National League baseball. Like is Dusty Baker still kind of a National League manager sure. of the Astros? And even though you look at the Astros, they got guys that are six feet ten and can hit at five hundred. You still. That's why I think the Yankees struggle sometimes. They don't manufacture runs no. as much as they need to. I mean, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, being a Yankee fan, I just feel sometimes there's something to be said. Snicker, the way he managed, was just impeccable two years ago. This year, you ran out of pitching, and your guys that were clutch, unfortunately, Carl, they just dried up. The clutch dried up the last week in September. Well, let's think about it this after way. That Mets, after you won the division for the Mets. How many times Nick, have we gotten things from listeners who say, why don't we bunt? And we say you don't pay a guy $40 million yeah. to bunt. They're not going to ask what we, Austin we Riley to bunt. What do we have, one sacrifice last year yeah. for the whole season? Yeah, but my point is yeah. – Maybe this creates more of those opportunities, mm. depending on who's up to bat. Maybe you see a guy bunt and lay down a bunt because, again, base is a little bit wider. Right. I got a chance to get there. Those kind of things. We'll see if it happens or not, but, but I, I think it's going to help the Braves. But the one thing we could all agree, I can't stand watching everybody after every single pitch step out of the box, adjust their batting gloves, you know, adjust their jimmy. You know, talk, I mean, there's just Jimmy don't needs to be so much sometimes. nonsense and stuff going on. So this is something which now again, just I, saying, I just can't wait to see some of these guys that are like the human uh, filibuster get told by the up to get their ass in a box. It's, it's going to happen. A lot of guys going to get run. A lot of guys going to get run early in the season. It, it's going to happen. All right, we got to get to a uh, guy talk, guys. Coming up, Falcon reports on the way. Do not miss it, Mike. What do we got coming up? All right, yesterday there was an interesting uh, spat. If you didn't hear about it, Juju Smith-Schuster, Squidbilly talked about it. Started a little battle on Twitter by posting a picture of Bradbury, who, of course, got nailed for the holding penalty about Valentine's Day. And then guess who clapped back? A.J. Brown went stars attack on Twitter. We'll get into that. And, guys, I don't know if it resonates with some of our younger audience, but we just lost today one of the most beautiful women who ever walked the planet. We'll explain. You'll want to hear this. Coming up next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yeah. Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, we are live behind the top in Atlanta here at the State Farm Arena where the Knicks are in town and the Hawks hopefully, hopefully are going to get, uh, you know, J- uh, JC to play and uh, the Andre to play and they'll beat these guys and uh, we'll be all right. Uh, a couple of things, man. Today in Kansas City, they celebrated their big Super Bowl victory. Number two for those fans of the Chiefs and what a great time they had in that Chief Nation. Um, if you didn't see it, uh, it was basically, you know, what you'd expect in a Super Bowl, you know, celebration. Everybody's hammered. Uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of channeled his inner Steve Austin, grabbed two course lights and was like, Okay. So that he's wearing the big the ski goggles that everybody wears, or snowmobile goggles that everybody wears. Uh, Travis Kelsey got on stage and just basically was incoherent. So it was a lot of, <laughs> having, having a lot of fun. Basically, guys making animal noises on 
stage, and we're going to be back next year. Ah, the crowd goes nuts. So really no point, Chris, unless you disagree in playing the audio because it's pretty much boilerplate. Uh, some people felt that uh, Patrick Mahomes was a little bit overserved. I can't speak to that, but one, for, one thing for certain, these quarterbacks' bodies are in Temple, as we saw a couple of years ago with Tom Brady yeah. on the uh, on the uh, the boat parade that they had out there in uh, in Tampa. That you know, when you're four percent body fat and you drink uh, you know one beer and one tequila, you're pretty much done on your feet. As he was kind of carried off the dock. I, uh, I this is the only time truly these guys let loose. Right. Even after big wins during the season, guys don't get but they don't go bananas. They might have a glass of wine, Mike. A guy might have a drink. Right. But they don't go crazy because you just – the turnaround and, and and you're tired. and you. So this is like if you get to this point, mm-hmm. you go crazy. And the NBA and even in Major League Baseball, and I've been around a lot of baseball, it's different. Right. Guys, they you can get it in because you get more di- days off. You've got more time in between. NFL is just a different animal, man. So I have no issues with him being incoherent or whatever the hell he was today celebrating this chip. You earned it. Now, yesterday, Squidbilly was talking about the uh, Twitter beef that started off with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, getting people a little bit fired up. If you didn't see it, there was a picture of the uh, the corner, Bradbury, who, of course, committed the holding penalty, which set up the game-winning field goal. And it basically says, if you didn't see it, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And there's a picture of Bradbury says, I'll hold you when it matters most. <laughs> which, you know, i got to be honest, it was some were saying savage, but you and I both laughed at that. Well, uh, the gag seemed to be a bit of a cheap shot, as some would say. Uh, needless to say, in Philadelphia, it didn't sit well with some of the teammates of Bradbury. And A.J. Brown came to his Twitter rescue. He goes and fires up at Juju Smith. First off, congratulations. You all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career Ooh. on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Clown show. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. <laughs> That's the best yes, part. Yes, there's a lot of a passive-aggressive stuff. Well, then we got from Juju Smith-Schuster. Glad you were finally able to get that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. Thumbs up, <laughs> ring emoji. But wait, another country was heard from. Uh, Juju continued with uh, C.C. Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, and I love this. He goes, Juju ran from me when I check him in game. Then ten got his smoke. Talking about when he lit up Pacheco. <laughs> And so, he had so these two guys, so, you know, everybody's jumping so, in. So Juju ran for me when I check him in game. Yawn emoji, yawn emoji, yawn emoji. <laughs> then Ten got his smoke vomit emoji. <laughs> he hey, he did blow him up though. And then Juju returned fire on CJ Gardner, who was killing people. Uh, big hat emoji. Also, I told you in the game to stop all that talking because we were going to come back and win that game. Now, help me decide which finger I need to get size for this ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> laugh cry emoji, laugh cry emoji. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I get a kick out of this stuff, man. I mean, it's, I mean, these guys, we always joke around about, oh, they don't listen. They certainly listen to each other when other yeah. athletes are going down on social media. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of social media, uh, I learned the news earlier today that one of my favorite people when I was a kid has passed away, and another guy felt the same way about it. Talking about Raquel Welch, who passed away at age 82. Uh, Jim Ursay tweets the uh, poster from One Million Years B.C., and Jim Ursay writes, another American icon has left us. Rest in peace, Raquel Welch. So, Mike, you show me the iconic picture and, you know, we see these things now, and you just go, yeah! Mm. She's laying on top of Jim Brown. 
which, the late 60s. Which was right. something that was frowned upon because she's considered to be one of the most beautiful women in the world, and I don't right. care what Jim Brown had accomplished at that point, and he had accomplished a lot. It didn't matter, Mike. People had issues with it, and I'm seeing this picture. It's iconic. Right. Unbelievable picture, and Jim Brown talked about spending time with her. Yeah. Jim Brown came on our show, you and me. I mean, we talked to him individually on other shows, I should say, but we spoke to Jim Brown. Always a thrill. You and I always say when Jim Brown walks in the room, it's like the record skips. Because you know. The gravitas. Yeah, it's almost like he's got his own music when he walks in. And it's so funny because Jim Brown says, yeah, like I'm going to take another three or four years of getting underpaid to getting cheap shots from from Ray Nitschke and Alex Karras, or I could go to Spain and make out with Raquel Welch and get paid three times as much. The movie which I fell in love with Raquel Welch, is that movie. It's called 100 Rifles. In that movie is also a young Burt Reynolds, mm. plays a Mexican bandito, one of the revolutionaries, and Jim Brown is just being Jim Brown, and Raquel Welch is just so gosh darn beautiful. And again, a natural beauty, because I'm, I'm going to gush here for a second, so bear with me. In movies today, yeah, there's lighting, there's this and that, but the natural beauty of Raquel Welch, she could be done up, she could wear no makeup, and she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And then you go back to like how we got TV when its channel stopped at 13. Johnny Carson. I remember I'm feeling funny, and Johnny Carson's feeling funny because he would literally be like a little kid when Raquel Welch would come on the show. Yeah, some of the women that would come on who were superstars mm. of their time. Right. Yeah, and Johnny, you know, you'd see, you'd see that little guy. I love going back. <laughs> And watching some of the stuff, right? It's it is, and it it, it just makes you think back. But anyways, um, so Raquel Welch was eighty two years of age, and yeah. it was just uh, dynamic. I mean, just again, you go back, young guys, go look at just Google hundred rifles and see all the photos from that. You'll be bananas. But you're right; it was uh, controversial at the time in nineteen sixty nine for Jim Brown, uh, a black football player, ex football player, a white actress. Nowadays, commonplace, but back then it was a whole thing. But movie. it was, and it's an amazing, it's a fun movie too. It's a fun movie to watch. Hey, I got a question for you. I asked you this yesterday. I put it to the listeners today on Twitter at Mike Bell ATL. Um, basically, since we got the dog, I haven't been doing a lot of flying, just here and there. Haven't been to the airport in a minute. I know that the construction is continuing at Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And you told me, I asked the listeners, how bad is it? Apparently, parking is, like, impossible. You can't park at the airport. you got to do one of the off-site lots. Okay, so last time I went, it wasn't that bad. But I will tell you, I got there thinking, oh, plenty of time. I'll right. roll in. And right. the construction... And I ended up, which I, I, you know, I hadn't parked outside in a while, but I ended up having to park outside because rolling around, I couldn't find anything. Right. So I had to go back out and then park outside, and I found a spot. But it's, I think, Mike, you know, this is like going to be, I think, eight more years, guys. Right. This construction on, on the terminal, I don't know if it gets better or it changes anytime soon, but, yeah, it, it's been a blank show, and I'm not blaming anybody at the airport. They're trying to get to do their jobs and right. help us, you know, create one of the, the best airports in the world, which you already have, by this expansion. But, Mike, yeah, the parking is a mess. So I just appreciate that. I think I'm going to be taking the Uber and just uh, taking the short Drop off. Yeah, is what it is. I just, you know, I'm we're all – we love the airport for the convenience of living here in Atlanta, but just I want to get some clarity. Thanks. Well, I got, like, 75, 80 responses. A lot of guys yeah. give me some recs on. But I just don't like – I'm lazy. When I when the flight comes back, I just don't want to have to take a shuttle bus to another parking lot. No, no, no. Listen. And I just want to walk, you know what I'm saying, hop in a rig, in the rig and, and get going. There is something to be said. If you've traveled enough, if, if some people, they don't care. There's nothing worse when you're on the plane and you're ready to get home. Right. So you know you have to land. you got to get your bag if you check mm-hmm. the bag. And then you're ready to get home. And, and the process of what you're talking about is get your bag, then go wait. And wait and wait. Okay, now I gotta get to the parking lot and I gotta wait. And that's where the steam starts to come out of my ears. Yeah, and it's just so. you know, so all of a sudden, and for some people, it doesn't matter, but. 
could add another 45 minutes to an hour on right. to you getting back home. Now, you he's guys, the worst person in the airport no, he ever. Is. You, he is. I, ever. You compared me to looking like Robert Duvall when he gets off the helicopter at Apocalypse <laughs> Now. I walk at a 45-degree angle when I'm at the airport. I, I work with a sense of purpose at the airport. Uh, we, we flew into Vegas one time, and it wasn't me, but someone that we went with checked a bag. Which I thought was a violation and of man law. I, you would have thought that he called Mike the worst name or stole his car. <laughs> punch like Mike went into this tangent, and we finally looked at Mike and was like, dude, you can go. You don't have to wait. wait. That's it. I'm leaving. I'm getting to the cab line. No, I mean, to me, to, when in Vegas, you get like you know, 40, 48 hours, whatever it is, it's at a premium. You want to hit the ground running, yeah. hit rolling. But that's it. To me, I'm just, I'm just so impatient. You know, you know that. I know, but it's just it's funny because not only does Mike walk as far ahead of you as he can get, but then he turns around and looks at you and taps his foot like a mom. <laughs> but then when when this person goes, I gotta get my bag. Why, why, why would you? Why would you take a bag? Why? Why would you do that? And I was yeah. like, Whoa! I am that guy. I just like, I mean, again, I'm, no one's in a bigger rush to go half his give half his paycheck to the craps table. <laughs> I was gonna I say yes. When I'm in Las Vegas, hey man, one last nugget. Speaking of coin, he's got plenty to give up. This is an amazing story. Michael Jordan turns sixty. And being the GOAT, he decides to give $10 million to Make-A-Wish, the largest single donation ever made to Make-A-Wish Foundation That's great. Uh, in its 43-year history. Uh, again, I, I think you and I have both been around Make-A-Wish. When, they, when th- some of these things have gone down, we've been at, lucky enough to see it at stadiums or at ballparks. But how about that, Michael Jordan? Something else, man. Now, uh, now ball is in your court, LeBron. Well, LeBron's given back a lot. He built apartment complexes and – Low-rent housing in, in, you know, uh, Akron, I think, is where he's from. Um, Bottom line, man, both of these guys, they've done a lot outside of the world of basketball. But that is really cool. That's really cool. No, it is. And I don't want to take away from Michael's birthday, but LeBron's legacy, and Mike, for me, it's it's off the court. I mean, he's done so much stuff. This production company he's got that's creating movies and opening doors for African-Americans and people of color, it's worth $725 million. Springfield, which, the, which is what it's called, a Spring Hill, was the apartment complex he grew up in. He renamed the production company. He's done a lot of stuff. But Michael Jordan, that's a hell of a, 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 a feat right there. $10 million to make a wish. Pretty sweet. Hey, man, there's your guy talk here on a hump day. Coming up, we're going to talk about what ifs. Oh, stay right there. Giddy up. Now, now. your game traffic. 92.9 The Game's Traffic Center. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 